Welcome, everybody. My name is Dr. Jaron Freed. I proudly serve as an assistant superintendent of educational services uh, for the Anaheim Union High School District. Uh, it is my pleasure to be here, and I'm excited to be able to launch our very first Anaheim Union High School District Future Talk. Uh, this is an opportunity to talk to some amazing people about the future of education, especially what it means to young people right now. So in our first show, we will actually be speaking to the host of all the future AUHSD talks, our superintendent, Mr. Michael Matsuda, and why he decided to launch this series, which will be screened on our AUHSD YouTube channel. Now, for those watching, Mike is known nationally as an education innovator, awarded the distinction as one of 12 national leaders to learn from, from EdWeek, the Visionary Leadership Award from CSUF, the Apple of Gold Award from the Hispanic Education Endowment Fund, California Administrator of the Year for Civic Education, and awarded an honorary doctoral degree from Chapman University. Mike, I want to welcome you to the show, and I want to kind of just dive right in and ask, why AUHSD Future Talks? Why now? Thank you so much, Jaron. It's great to, uh, to be here and uh, welcome our audience. I, I think this is more important than ever, the uh, sort of the why. Why are we doing this? Um, and in order to understand that, I think we need to understand where our kids were prior to the pandemic in March. Already, it was pretty dire for young people. And as you know, Jaron, that many of our young people across the country were really concerned about the high cost of going to college. The tuition colleges are exorbitant. Many, many young people know uh, a cousin or an older brother or sister who uh, went to a major university and is $100,000 in debt and working as an Uber driver or waiting tables. And so there's a, uh, a disconnect, a growing disconnect with the cost of going to college and what are you getting for it? And this is prior to the pandemic. And statistically, we already know that uh, Generation Z, this is the generation that these young people are called, um, besides college debt and unemployment, there was underemployment, meaning that the jobs that they were getting were part of this gig economy, like everything's sort of a gig. But that's a short uh, term for uh, non-contract employee, meaning that they're, they're just temporary employees without benefits. And this is why with young people, they're so concerned about uh, access to health benefits, especially now, right? Because that's such a, uh, a big, big uh, uh, denominator. So, um, you know, and, and the other piece was just that this sort of disconnect between uh, what K-12, K-16 is doing and the world of work. So we are really about making that shift into the world of work and um, asking ourselves right now, what are we doing about that? Absolutely. So, so Mike, I know in our district, we've been blessed to forge many relationships with a number of key influential folks, uh, some of which are our partners at Working Nation. Can you talk a little bit about the Working Nation relationship and what we've learned in our relationship with them that has really um, kind of influenced our thinking around the work that we do in supporting our students in terms of the future? Yeah, so Working Nation is a nonprofit based in Los Angeles, and it's funded by a billionaire, Art Bilger, who um, about six years ago kind of foresaw the future in terms of where American jobs and American economy was headed, uh, which, and, and he, they produced a, a short video called Slope of the Curve, which we, we watched and we shared with our parents. And it was very frightening in terms of 
projecting 10 to 15 years out that the United States would be faced with a 40% plus unemployment rate. And that just sounded, oh my gosh, what, how, how could that happen? And he, he pointed out uh, a couple of major things, the development of artificial intelligence, taking away jobs, not only the uh, sort of the, uh, you know, driverless cars and driverless uh, the trucks, but also like the college level jobs about accounting and even medical and, and uh, law. I mean, these, these very sacred high end white collar jobs that artificial intelligence is impacting. The other piece was globalization. I mean, shipping a lot of the jobs to uh, countries in which uh, can really undermine uh, the, the working wages of Americans. And then the third piece was sort of the longevity. A lot of older folks working longer and staying in the workforce longer, thus, you know, uh, sort of uh, absorbing those entry level type of jobs for young people. So they were predicting a 40 to 45% unemployment in 15 years. Now, I recently had a chance to talk to Art and uh, he said uh, COVID-19 has sped that up. And it is, we, we've got, the urgency is more than ever, especially for young people. We have got to do a better job aligning our K-16, uh, that including the colleges into with the workforce. You know, you bring up a really tremendous point, Mike. And I know you and I have had this conversation before, but with the COVID-19 pandemic, it has um, accelerated um, the morphing of jobs that we've seen out there, not just in education, what we're experiencing, but so for so many of our families and just the community at large, we've seen jobs uh, go away. We've seen new jobs created. We've seen existing jobs completely change. Um, and you talk about this, this, this disconnect or this misalignment with K-12, higher ed, and the world of work. Can you talk a little bit about the work that we're doing to, to, to forge those stronger connections and to create more seamless alignment? And then our priorities in terms of how we're preparing kids for this morphing, evolving, or evolution of what our kids are going to be faced with in the very near term. Yeah, thank you, uh, Jaron. And, you know, we've, in our district, Anaheim Union High School District, we have moved from sort of focusing on college readiness, meaning and, and those traditional metrics of test scores and SAT scores uh, getting, uh, which was really, you know, in the old days that worked, right? You go to college and you're going to, uh, tuition was low and you're going to come out and get a good job. Uh, that's not true anymore. So the, the SAT world, I think, is antiquated. And and the UC has also recognized that uh, they're, they're done with the SAT and sort of these traditional testing. So we've gone from a college readiness to what we call career and life success. And, and, that, and, and those, are, those are hugely different uh, drivers than just an SAT score, because when you look at what that means, uh, it's the development of what we call the soft skills. In our district, as you know, that's, those are the five C's, uh, communication, creativity, collaboration, critical thinking, and of course, the, the last one is compassion, including self-compassion. Those are the essential skills needed to navigate this very uncertain world, and they call them the soft skills. So when I talk to parents and when parents see their own kids developing those skills, like for example, you think about a TED Talk. In our district, every kid, virtually every kid, gets an opportunity to do some sort of TED Talk. We call it AUHSD Talks. That's, that's a huge piece, and that really uh, requires a lot of these soft skills 
and uh, the parents are really impressed with the talent that uh, we're seeing with the kids. So that's really an essential piece. And the other piece, of course, is development of what we call hard skills, working with our community college uh, partners, working with corporate and business and nonprofit to develop certificates and dual courses that are actually going to lead to a, a well-paying job. Absolutely. So, you know, you talk about the soft skills, the hard skills, and I know you also talk about this, this concept of upskilling, right? The constant growth um, around the soft and hard skills. Um, you know, I know we've talked about this is a big equity piece for us, that that in providing our students the opportunity to engage in the five FCs, they're going to be prepared no matter what industry they choose later on. Can you talk a little bit about how the five Cs, our focus on jobs and preparing kids and pathways, really do provide an equity piece for our students uh, and giving them greater access to what they may traditionally not have access to? Uh, I think that would be important to, to help get your perspective. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about Anthony Gomez, right? He's a student that graduated from Magnolia High School. Anthony Gomez uh, with a high school diploma and, and two cybersecurity courses he took at, uh, with uh, a partnership with Cypress College um, was able to land a starting job, starting salary at $60,000 at Hulu with just a high school diploma. I mean, it, you know, and, and our district is um, promoting more and more of those opportunities. You talk about equity right away that uh, the opportunity would not have happened uh, without us really focused on students like Anthony Gomez, who would not have had that opportunity to land where he did. And I, I, I really believe that um, equity, what we're doing is we're redefining what the gap is because it's the traditional way to define the gap is like test scores sat scores getting into uh, college or how many ap courses that you take the way that we're defining equity or redefining equity is looking at career readiness skills and life skills which arguably are much harder to teach if you look at these five c's right the foundational pieces so someone like anthony gomez has an option now. He's happily working at Hulu, but because we've also uh, developed a continuum of learning beyond high school with our college partners, he is now positioned to go to UCI, major in computer science or cybersecurity, stay with Hulu, and probably you know upskill himself to a job that's six figures. That's beautiful. You know, and I, I love how you're redefining this this equity gap. You know. You know, I know you personally have your own uh, perspective around equity, and you had your own uh, interesting experiences with with your family that have really shaped, I think, your perspective. Would you mind taking a moment just to share that experience? Because I think that really sets a beautiful foundation for why we're doing what we're doing as a district. Yeah, um, I was. Uh, I mean, I, my my roots in Anaheim are very deep, and my mother and her uh, father lived in Stanton, they, and she, uh, uh, you know, drove her bike from Stanton to Anaheim High School. And if you know the, uh, how far that is, that's, that's quite a hike, you know, that's probably, I don't know, six, seven miles across uh, two cities to get to Anaheim High School. And so as a freshman uh, on December 7th, 1941, she was a freshman at Anaheim High School, you know, American citizen born here. And of course, that was the day of Pearl Harbor. 
And the United States, as a, re, as a re, response to that, um, in turn, put in concentration camps, mostly Japanese-American citizens, uh, almost about 110,000 of them in these camps. And my mom and her family were uprooted and uh, sent to these uh, camps where, um, and, and afterwards, after she came out, her life was totally disintegrated, trying to come back to Orange County and um, trying to raise a family and uh, have doors slammed on her and treated uh, like the other, like you're not American and you don't belong here, even though this is all she knew. Fortunately, there were some really, uh, really, good Americans, white Americans who helped her and uh, uh, my father who was, uh, who would have graduated from Huntington Beach High School, uh, start their lives here in Garden Grove and that's where I grew up. So fast forward, her son um, becomes the superintendent of the, the district, you know, Anaheim uh, that, uh, um, you know, committed this horrible, was part of this horrible atrocity against uh, Japanese Americans. But, you know, when I tell that story, I'm also, it's also the story of America too, and the hope of an aspiration of our founders and moving the, America has always been about moving the needle towards the aspiration of our founding fathers of this great country. So you can look at that story in a negative way or in a positive way. And I tend to look at it as a positive. And, uh, and I think, you know, as we fast forward to the results of COVID-19, we see so many inequities now in terms of poverty, access to technology, uh, just horrific uh, problems out there that are uh, going to be long-term with the, this, uh, especially with our generation's ears. And all the more reason why I personally have a sense of urgency to shift and transform our district to helping kids uh, land good jobs and have good careers, but also that fifth C of compassion and character and self-compassion, which is really about love um, and connection with others. So, you know, we want our kids to do well and get high paying jobs, but also never forget about who they are, where they came from, and how important it is to uh, really love one another, love themselves, and, um, and, and and love their communities. Absolutely. You know, your story is powerful, and I, and I do believe that it resonates with many of our students and our families that, you know, um, sometimes struggle uh, is, is part of life, but, you know, um, with the right, the right drive, uh, the five C's, right? you can persevere and, and have um, great, great outcomes, which uh, you're living proof of right now. Speaking of which, I know part of the AUHSD Future Talks, we're going to have a number of guests who have also persevered and who've done great work despite some challenges they faced in their life, again, resonating with our, our students and our families. You want to talk about some of the speakers we have lined up for our Future Talks that you'll be hosting? Yeah, thank you for that. We're, we're so blessed because we we have uh, an AIM partnership, Anaheim Innovative Mentoring Experience, and now there's over 75 corporate and nonprofit partners as part of that. And we also have uh, the Pledge Program, which is all of our higher ed partners, and um, it's one of the premier promise programs with higher ed and in the state of California, and a lot of success around that. 
So we're very serious, Jaren, as you know, about creating these, uh, focusing on career and life readiness. And we could not have done that without expanding the definition of education, K through 12 or 7 through 12 education in our case. Now it's becoming K through 16 and beyond in terms of our partners. So we're blessed to have those relationships with, with really amazing people that we're gonna bring on the show in the coming months, including uh, uh, Chef Bruno Cerati of the White House, and he's world renowned. We're so lucky to have him um, and what he's done for uh, feeding the homeless uh, prior to all of this. And th these folks that we're bringing on are people that have been doing this their whole lives. It's not about getting uh, recognition, although Chef Bruno has uh, worldwide recognition. And so we're blessed to have him. Former Mayor Tom Tate, who we could not, as you know, we could not have launched the AIM program without someone with his vision and his uh, love and compassion for our kids in the community. And, you know, he's coming uh, pretty much a self-made uh, person himself. And it'd be interesting to hear his story because he he has uh, really brought forward the, uh, uh, the, the, the program. And I don't want to call it a program, but the whole transformative focus on kindness in our community. And it's branded Anaheim as a city of kindness. And of course, our district is still the district of kindness. So it'd be interesting to hear his story. Sylvia Mendez of the Mendez v. Westminster, one of the first children to integrate uh, California. And of course, she's very iconic and a uh, Freedom of uh, uh, Medal of Freedom winner, right, from the White House, from the, um, uh, President Obama. Uh, Joanna Schilling, president of Cypress College. We could not be uh, doing all the great things that we're doing with dual credit without her. And I mentioned that the uh, cybersecurity dual credit uh, could, and, and visionary leader, Tim Wynn, uh, a multi, multi-millionaire from Meridian Link uh, in Costa Mesa, one of our AIM partners. And uh, Boa Schoenfeld, another partner from um, Irvine, uh, who's done amazing work with our kids on creating um, kindness cookies, kindness bracelets, all kinds of wonderful things, spreading kindness. And really, I think what we're doing is we're shifting uh, the purpose of education to become more entrepreneurial, uh, but grounded in kindness and compassion. So uh, a lot of uh, amazing speakers lined up, including some of our own student ambassadors that we're gonna hear from too, because we're embarking on a major COVID-19 public awareness campaign in partnership with UC Irvine and Latino Health Access. So uh, amazing people coming up. Absolutely. Well, Mike, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to, to speak and dialogue with me this, 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 uh, today. Um, I know, like many others watching, uh, I'm looking forward to the future AUHSD talks that you're going to host and look forward to being inspired by the guests that you just mentioned, not just in terms of hearing their story, but hearing you dialogue with them about the future of education and the urgency that we all feel right now to really transform education so that way it does work for our students and provides them with what they're going to need to be successful in not just college and career, but life. So Mike, thank you so much for being a uh, part of the show this morning. And I look forward to seeing all the great work that you and the others talk about later on. Thank you. Thank you, Jaron. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much.